I always say there's two whys. There's your personal why, and then there's your business's why. Those two things do overlap because you wouldn't have gone and started your business if you didn't have some real personal motivation behind it. And often people disconnect from that and they just focus on their business. So you're a person and you have a business, but you as a person doesn't have to disconnect from that. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Baloo, and boy, do we have an exciting guest lined up for you today. Today's guest is a repeat guest. He is one of my dearest and best friends in the whole wide world. He is an absolute courageous crusader in the world of business. He has been a top actor, producer, and director in Hollywood, appearing in such shows as The Walking Dead and appearing on Disney's Marvel Channel in one of their Marvel shows. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Elon Srulovitz. Welcome to the show, Elon. Hey, brother. How are you? Man, I'm awesome. Pleasure to have you here today, brother. Listen, you and I, we know each other really well. Uh, the people listening to the show who've been listening for a while, they'll know who you are too, but I've got new listeners and they don't know you. And before they can really like take in your your advice and your wisdom, they got to get to know you. So tell us your backstory. How'd you get to be the great Elon Srulovitz? <laughs> well, my backstory has uh, always been into art, art-related things, uh, whether that be, you know, painting, whether that be... Uh, Martial arts has been a huge part of my life. Um, so just different ways to express myself. And so that led to a desire to be an actor from a younger age, uh, which I just kept doing and kept pushing. And I managed to get on different TV shows with time. And additionally, beyond that, I always wanted to have a backup, something that if acting didn't work out, that I would say I could fall back on something else. And I still wanted it to come out from a place of passion. So there was this situation where my father had helped me through a really rough period in my life, and I wanted to find a way to say thank you to him, so I ended up designing him a watch. I couldn't find a watch I wanted to buy, uh, and because I had this big artistic background, I felt like it would be really cool to end up just actually making him one. So I spent a year figuring out how to make a watch, designed him a watch, and gave it to him as a gift, and that actually turned into my fallback passion, which was my fallback company, which is Eggard Watch Company. And so since then, Eggard has become a major part of my life, and I've used it as a platform just because it's managed to grow tremendously as a platform to get out certain things I believe in. As you know, uh, and I don't know if we'll talk about this today, but the What is a Man video, the Speak Truth video supporting uh, and humanizing police, What is Freedom, which talks about the importance of freedom. And obviously, the What is a Man video was a response to Gillette, which was a... Um, uh, humanizing and I don't want to say like pro masculinity, but it raised the very human elements of what masculinity is in a way to counter these ridiculous things like toxic masculinity and just the negative rhetoric we hear lately. And so a huge part of my life and the company has become dedicated to these kind of humanizing causes. Elon, to me, 
That's super, super important that you've decided to to do this. In fact, it's what it's what brought me and you together to become friends. I remember the ad that Gillette put out, and I was absolutely flabbergasted that a company that sells products to men would basically attack men and say, hey, just for being a man, you suck, right? And 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 your response to that with your what is a man ad was so brilliant, so beautiful, so poignant. As a man who'd been using Gillette products for like 30 plus years, I instantly stopped using Gillette products. I went out of my way to find someone else's products to use when it came to shaving products. So I I, I went and I found Harry's. Harry's is an online uh, men's grooming products company. So I get all my uh, my razors and blades and, and other uh, men's personal grooming products from Harry's. And I... I found out about your company, and the first thing I did as soon as I saw that ad is I went onto your website and I ordered a watch. The second thing I did is I went to look for uh, a contact email, and I don't know if you recall, but I sent you an email that night saying, hey, love what you're doing here. I just ordered a watch. I got a podcast. Would you like to come on? And you must have been working late or something because 10 minutes later you responded and you said, yeah, sure, I'd love to. (laughs) And that's how Mm -hmm. we got to know each other. Yeah, I remember it. You know, it's great that there are like-minded people out there. You know, unfortunately, so many people have been pushed kind of into this place of silence from expressing their beliefs out of fear of being canceled or targeted or whatever that thing may be. Um, So I think sometimes it just takes people opening the door. It takes like one person to say, hey, it's okay to, you know, think these things. It's okay to express these things. And often we realize that there are more people who feel the same way as us than we had previously thought. You don't know until you kind of put your thoughts into the world how many people agree with your thoughts. No, amen, man. Amen. So well said. And you have continued to speak out fearlessly about important issues. You've made videos that have humanized and supported police and law enforcement. You've made videos that have uh, supported freedom and free expression. And mm-hmm. I want to I talk about this from the point of view of being a conviction businessman and how this has affected you both you know, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually in terms of how you operate in the world, but also how it's impacted your business. Because I think it's very important for people to see that people like you exist, that you can speak out in favor of issues you believe in, and that the cancel cult can't get you. So, I mean, from, from a, I guess, spiritual standpoint or psychological standpoint, I, I can only see it as I don't really feel like I have a choice but to speak on these issues because if I feel like I'm being censored and I allow that to control me, then that's going to affect me as a human being far more than if I do speak my mind. I think that the baseline position of any human being should be able to speak their mind. I don't think anyone should. In other words, it hasn't affected me psychologically in the sense that this is a natural state of being. Being able to express yourself is a natural state of a human being restraining that, the state that most Americans or many people around the world are in today is an unnatural state of being, a state where you have to censor yourself, second guess what you're going to say. And with social media, especially where you're going to have to monitor every single comment, every single post, every single this, that, that's an unnatural toxic state. So in terms of it affecting me psychologically, I think I'm psychologically healthier because I'm willing to put myself in the world, interact with the world and not fear it. And so I think everyone should naturally be in that state. Um, And I think that it's super important to come out of whatever fear-based state people may be in. 
because any fear-based state is unhealthy. And any fear-based state is based on a perception of the future, whether that's fear of your health, right? There's all different kinds of fears. Some people have hypochondria where they're worried, oh my God, do I have something serious going on with my health? That's an, a fear of the unknown, a fear of the future. Fear that we see going on today with language is very, very similar. You don't really know you're gonna get canceled. And if you get canceled, you don't know how that's gonna affect your life any more than if you don't do anything and you kind of seclude yourself, you don't know the negative ramifications that's gonna have also. You should never live in fear. In terms of how it's affected my company, sure, we've gotten hate mail, we've gotten some, you know, some of these ridiculous comments. But in the end of the day, there's millions, tens of millions of Americans and hundreds of millions of people worldwide who support these ideas, who want to see people speaking up for these ideas, and again, need a door to be open for them. And so we have had tremendous support. We've had very positive feedback. We've had people come and support the business. Hopefully they do it also because they need and love a watch that's, or you know, a bracelet, whatever it is that we you know, are selling beyond just watches. But additionally, I think that for a lot of people, they, they like the watches, they think they're unique. And then they also see a message that empowers them, that connects with their ideals. And sadly, the way the world has gone nowadays, we see such division in perception of, of the world and ideologies that people are looking for more companies that support their way of thought. So yeah, you may lose some people, but you'll probably gain a lot more people than you lose. If you're a small business owner and you come from a place of conviction, people will connect to that authentic truth that you're putting out there and there's nothing more powerful. There's absolutely nothing more powerful. I gotta tell you, for me, one of the things that uh, at this stage in my life is important to me is to support businesses that share my values. And these values include freedom, free expression, you know, uh, a strong stand against censorship, a, a belief in the value and the dignity of the individual, a belief in the free enterprise system as the greatest, most noble, most moral system of economic activity because it's based on voluntary exchange. The companies that believe in this, they get my vote. They get my dollars. The companies that don't believe in this or actively work against these values, I'm taking my money away from them. And I think more and more people today are feeling that way, Elon. Well, it's interesting, you know, the left, not to make it political, but the left has been doing that for a very long time, which is why companies have been catering to them, right? I mean, you have Hollywood, you have all these things that have slowly become more and more and more and more and more left-leaning to the point where now businesses, politicians, media, news, all kind of express one point and one point only. And if you're outside that point, you are the villain. And so these companies don't really, they fear the left, they don't fear the right in terms of hitting them from a financial standpoint. And sadly, for any kind of consistency of uh, allowance of diversity of thought, you're going to have to have that fear exist on both ends, or at least that level of respect where it's like, okay, we respect the fact that you have a different of opinion, uh, difference of opinion. The only way that's going to happen is if there's some kind of accountability or liability for these companies like Gillette, where they put out an ad that offends a huge percentage of their client base, and that it affects their bottom line. And so the more that happens, the more companies will wake up and be like, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't only support this one side, this one ideology, this, this one perspective. Maybe we should uh, uh, you know, support both sides or support what we believe in, because a lot of the time, I don't think these companies are doing what they even believe in. A company like Gillette has traditionally been a very masculine uh, company, a very 
pro-mail company. And then when it became trendy to switch, they switched and they put out a very offensive ad. And I think that that's actually what people hate the most. They hate that you're just jumping on a trend, that you're not being authentic. In other words, I think people would have respected Gillette a lot more had Gillette always historically been uh, a company that had this kind of negative accusatory rhetoric. They would have had their customer base. It would have been authentic to their customer base, and it probably wouldn't have changed their bottom line. But to just try and hop on a trend like so many companies are doing now, you know, like Coca-Cola, what just happened with them, the the controversy there where they have like uh, training for white people is unhealthy. I mean, it's just a deep dive into identity politics. And so a lot of people are turned off by it. But until these companies like Coca-Cola realize, hey, maybe this isn't a good idea, you won't see a change. And so I think it's good that people are starting to wake up and people are starting to say, you know what, on the, on the right, especially, or more right leaning are saying, I'm going to support companies like my pillow. I'm going to support companies that, uh, you know, openly advocate for what I believe in. We've gotten to a point where companies ha- not have to be political, but when you have Amazon, Apple, Google, Facebook, Twitter, the biggest, massive technological companies in the world that control 99% of the flow of information and data, all pushing one side and biasly kicking people off their platforms like they did to Parler. And what happened with Gina Carano from Disney, while her her castmate, yeah, her own castmate made a far more offensive Nazi comparison. No outcry. She does a far less offensive comparison. And massive, massive outcry. She's uh, fired by her agent, fired by her management company, kicked off the show. Hasbro gets rid of her toys. Now we have Mr. Potato Head. That is no longer Mr. Potato Head. That's being <laughs> That's changed crazy. to just Potato Head. I mean, it's just become so stupid. I mean, I hate to say it in, the, in that kind of blatant way, but it really has become ridiculous. And so until people start speaking with their money, these companies have no incentive to change. So, so I want to I want to just issue a clarification on Coca-Cola. Like they're not doing training for white people. What they're doing is they're doing a training to to get white people to act less white. I don't even know what that means. I don't, I don't well, understand yeah. what that means. But Maybe. I got to tell you that that ought to scare non-white people like me because I'm not white. And when I see that, I go, okay. Does that mean one day they're gonna? ask for training for kind of like uh, olive skin, light brown guys like me to become less the way we are? Like that that's that's like Orwellian Nazi fascist craziness. Bro, we're, we're in the same boat. You know, like, yeah. you know who the most condescending people are when they, like when my mother, because she has a, the Iraqi accent and all that stuff, she sounds like, she sounds Middle Eastern. She has, you yeah, know, dark Just like skin. my mom, just like my mom. Yeah. yeah. You know, the most condescending people to her are the ones who claim to be the most woke and like, White, really liber- white, white, white liberals are the most condescending people. They're the most racist people on the planet. They pretend not to be. I hate to say it, but Malcolm X said, beware the white liberal. <laughs> and well, he was right. Know. He was so right. Because yeah. what we need is a return to seeing people as individuals. Nowadays, they've convinced people that that is offensive, that it's racist to see someone as an individual and not their skin color. It's a complete flip of reality. It is. It is. Um, it's like up is down, down is up. It's like 1984. You know, you got to you got to go reread that novel or if you've never read it, read it for the first time. That's what these guys are doing. It's craziness. But let's let's move it back to the business side of the conversation. Right. Because this 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 podcast is is more about business, less about politics. So let's move it to the business side of the conversation. You're a conviction entrepreneur. You do what you do based on your convictions. And this has been. This has been very powerful for Agard because when you when you spoke up in favor uh, of men with, with that what is a man ad, you 
got a legion of new fans and your your business your business is in a fabulous space not just because you make great products but because a lot of people believe in your stand for freedom talk to my listener about how they can bring their values into their business and how that can help them become more successful I think that it just comes down to knowing yourself as a person and what you believe in, and then also understanding why you started your business. I always say there's two whys. There's your personal why, and then there's your business's why. Those two things do overlap because you wouldn't have gone and started your business if you didn't have some real personal motivation behind it. And often people disconnect from that and they just focus on their business. So you're a person and you have a business, but you as a person doesn't have to disconnect from that. And and so I think that's the the real trick coming from that authentic place, like sitting down, being honest with yourself and saying, how much of myself do I want to put into this? Because you could, you could play nice and be superficial and, and be like, I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to do anything that, you know, goes out there and, and puts in any type of stance on anything. But the bottom line is that any comment nowadays is going to be interpreted in some way or another as uh, controversial. It's almost impossible to avoid. And so you have to trust in the idea of what you believe in. And if you fully believe in it and you put it out there, I can guarantee that there's other people who believe in it too, and they will resonate with it again, as long as it comes from a, a truthful place and authentic place. And they will respond to that. They will respond to that by supporting your company. And so it's far more powerful to connect to people on an emotional level when you're trying to actually build your brand than to connect to them on a uh, product-based level. No one's ever really just buying a product. We're in 2021 where Amazon has 150 million variations of the very thing you're selling, no matter what it is. And so what makes you different? What makes you special? And oftentimes that thing that makes you different, and I'm not saying it has to be political. I agree with you know how, how Nikki just said, this is not a, a political podcast, but it has to be truthful. It has to come from a place of truth and not a place of fear. Uh, so if you catch yourself saying, I don't want to, I don't want to do this because it might offend someone, even though you fully believe in it and you feel like you want to do it, then that might, you know, you, you should just stop in that second and be like, you know what, maybe I will take a chance. Uh, maybe I will put it out into the world and, uh, and put my company behind uh, what I believe in. Uh, I think that's how you change the world for the better, at least. Brother, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think it's very important to speak your truth, your beliefs, your values out in the world and let people know what your why is. Simon Sinek did a brilliant TED Talk that said people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do what you do. And he 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 made a distinction between Apple and Dell Computer. Both make really great products, right? Both do fantastic work. But Dell's why is, hey, we make really great products that work really well. Come and buy our product. Apple's product, uh, Apple's why is, we believe that people with passion can change the world. And we do what we do to support those people in their mission to change the world. Want to buy our product? Right? That's so much more compelling than Dell's. Although Dell's products are equally as good as Apple's products and probably at a better price point. But mm -hmm. more people are attracted to Apple's point of view because Apple has come out there and said, this is what we believe in, especially when Apple was run by Steve Jobs. I think that's become diluted a little bit since Jobs passed away. Yeah. So this is, this is brilliant, brilliant stuff. And I've become very passionate about sharing why I do what I do. I believe in 
the entrepreneur. I believe in the greatness of the entrepreneur. I believe that the entrepreneur is the most important person in today's world. In fact, brother, I wrote, I wrote a couple of odes to entrepreneurs, right? So the first one's the heart leader declaration. Let me just read it to you. I'm a heart leader. Today I own my life and I take full responsibility for it. Today, I'll touch a heart. Today, I'll make amends with those I've wronged. Today, I'll stand for someone who's forgotten how great they really are. Today, I'm fearless, vulnerable, and kind. I give grace. Today, I will think good thoughts. I'll speak good words. I will do good deeds. Today, I'm a lion, a warrior, and a leader. I elevate everyone I meet. I inspire everyone I talk to. I'm a winner, a legend, a heart leader. And I wrote this because this is how I want to be seen out there in the world. Well, I agree with you, Nikki. I think that you you said it you said it best. Actually, when your your reference to uh, Simon Sinek, right? That's his, how you say his last name. I, I that's right, Simon it. Sinek. I never know how to say his last name. He's quite brilliant. He seems like he a good guy. Um, but I mean, one is a physical description of what you're doing, and the other one is pure passion. And it's and so whenever you're finding that thing that you connect to. It, again, like if it's coming from a, a true place of honesty, it's going to be very bold. It's going to be something that is powerful. Uh, if you catch yourself, you know, being like, my why is because I hate long commutes to work in the morning. Well, you know, we all hate long commutes to work in the morning, but most of us do them because, you know, we understand that we need to get to where we're going. It has to be something big and powerful. It has to be something that's much deeper than that. Something that kind of affects people in their soul, in their core. Yes. Um, and gets down to it's it's who you are to the point of connecting people to who they are. And like you said, your Apple reference, and I'm not the biggest fan of Apple as a company uh, for various reasons. I yeah, do, yeah. But I do think they're one of the most brilliant companies in terms of marketing and in terms of being able to innovate a product, taking something that exists, making it streamlined and putting it out there and, and selling it. But connecting to the idea of passion like they did, as you said, it was inspiring me. I was like, man, I love that. I love the idea of you know a company going out there and em empowering people to be creators. And to, it really it, it affects you on such a different level than just hearing like, OK, here's a great computer. All right. You know, it's it's so different. So true. And I wrote this other ode to the entrepreneur. I call it Ode to You, the Entrepreneur. I want to read it for you. Sure. I'm here to serve the most heroic person in our world, the small business entrepreneur. This one's for you, for having the audacity to dream and the courage to follow it, for having the belief to share your dream and the enthusiasm to keep sharing it, for having the tenacity to persist in spite of all the obstacles and the fortitude to forge ahead, for listening to all the naysayers respectfully and taking their doubt as motivation to fuel your fire, for wanting more and better for yourself than society tells you you can have, for creating jobs so that other families can survive and thrive, for innovating and creating, making our world a better place, and for doing all this while being vilified by the small-minded, insecure villains who make false claims about your intentions. You, my friend, are a hero, and I salute you. Very nice, Nikki. Thank you. But that to me, that's important for me to know this is why I do what I do. And it's important for me to have people in the world know this is why I do what I do. Because I want the people that believe in what I believe to come and do business with me. 
And I yeah. want the people who don't believe in what I believe to not do business with me. I want them to find the companies that believe in what they believe, and I want them to do business with them. And that is the genius of Elon Srulovitz, because you figured this out, man, probably better than anybody with the exception of maybe Steve Jobs back when he was alive. Yeah, well, Steve Jobs, uh, like I said, he really understood the kind of tapping into people on a much, on a deep core level. So uh, I think the more people can do that, the, uh, the more powerful their business will be. Uh, and I'm with you. I, th- I like what you said about entrepreneurs. It's often looked at like people become successful. We don't respect the journey and how hard it is and the risks they take and, and what they had to put up. We often just say, oh, well, why doesn't everyone in their company now make millions of dollars or like redistribute the wealth of their company? It's like, no, that entrepreneur took such a risk and spent probably 18 hours a day or whatever it was and risked their, their livelihood. And it's their idea. And, and they did everything they could. If it failed, they would have nothing. They probably didn't take a paycheck for the longest time. I know I didn't. Yeah. I took, uh, you know, I, I ran at a negative my first year. My second year, I broke even. I didn't, I was working another job so I could keep paying for my things, for my lifestyle. And uh, it, it's, it, it took me years before I started making an actual profit and then building up the company and the thousand phone calls a day. And the, people just don't see these things. And so then when you do succeed, they go, oh, can, like that person got lucky. That person, uh, had something going for them. They had a connection. That's why they did it. They don't see hard work as the hard work and innovation as the reason why people succeed. Hard work, innovation, and being a risk taker. And so those three things are usually behind everything when you see success and consistency. You know, luck is where preparation meets opportunity. So given that you prepare like a fiend, man, uh, I'm not surprised that you get lucky because you're prepared, and when you find opportunity, you pounce on it. You also create your own luck. If you do the same thing, uh, you know, if you look for a thousand opportunities, you're going to look lucky. You really just found a thousand opportunities, and one of them hit. The guy who did five, you know, found five opportunities and didn't hit, and goes, "Oh, that guy got lucky." Yeah, it wasn't just opportunity meeting hard work. It's it's the fact that you literally, well, it is hard work. You literally went out there and created those opportunities. Um, while most people are just at home or not taking the chance. So I really respect anyone who goes out there and does that and puts themselves on the line like that. Amen. Amen. Small business entrepreneur is society's greatest hero. They're the one who create all the jobs. They're the one who causes all the innovation in our world. And that's why I do what I do is because these folks need champions that are going to help them be victorious in the world. That's why I created the group that I, I, I invited you to come and be our guest at because I believe the small business entrepreneur needs people that see his or her majesty, see his or her vision, and are on their side and are there to help them create the structures, the the groups, the communities, so that victory becomes assured. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Elon, I'm loving this conversation, and you and I have had a couple of these conversations this week, so it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And you also have been a bit of a serial entrepreneur in that you found a gaping hole in the marketplace and you've rushed in to fill it. And in fact, I'm in a, in a small way helping you do that. So talk a bit about that. Well, it comes down to the, uh, the acting, the directing, the entertainment side of things. So I've always felt like acting should be a way for me to express again, a, uh, 
any opinion I want. It's a way for you to live a million different lives. And that was the beauty in it, right? It was very free. And sadly, with the way things have gone, there's just so much restriction now in Hollywood. There's so much you have to say what we believe, you have to feel what we believe, think what we believe. And uh, it's, again, it's become a restrictive space. And I know that it's inevitably- It's the new blacklist, basically, right? The new blacklist. Yeah, and I gotta be careful because it's, you know, I wanna be able to keep doing what I do, but at the same time, I don't wanna be at the whim of anyone who's gonna try and censor me. And so the way I kind of worked around it was by saying, okay, well then let me create my own projects. Let me go create a counter, I don't wanna say counter Hollywood because it's not like we're trying to counter Hollywood. We're just trying to create a platform where people don't have to hide the way they, they feel about things and where people aren't worried about losing their job because they put a tweet out. That's yeah. not even controversial. You know what I mean? Like Gina Carano. I mean, what happened to her is insane. Yeah, but I mean, you have places like Daily Wire that, are, that hopped on it, but I mean, there's not many yet. There's not many places yet that are doing the other side. And so that's kind of the place we're taking and we're making films uh, that support our beliefs and that uh, we're not ashamed of. And we're, you know, we're putting them out there in the world and hopefully uh, yeah, half the country or whatever it is, or maybe more, maybe people even who may disagree with us will watch our films and get something out of it. Well, um, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I believe uh, about 80% of uh, North Americans believe in freedom, free expression, and free speech. So your market is 80%. Um, even those who you know may 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 vote differently than you do and not agree with you on all the issues, there's still plenty of those folks who believe in freedom, free expression, and free speech. I mean, I saw Naomi Wolf on Tucker Carlson. I mean, she was an advisor to Bill Clinton for crying out loud, and I saw her and Tucker agreeing about the importance of free expression, freedom, and free speech, and lamenting the fact that there seems to be a totalitarian vibe in North America these days. So I think your, your market opportunity is huge. And the fact that Hollywood is no longer making traditional, normal, regular, pro-freedom of expression, pro-Bill of Rights type movies is insane because they've left a gaping hole in the market that an entrepreneur like you has rushed in to fill. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing it because, again, I'm coming at it from a place of passion, but I also do see that uh, it's a good opportunity if done right. Uh, and it could also help affect culture to the point of people, because films really do uh, have a massive impact on culture uh, and they make things trendy. And so if we could put some good films out there that start, you know, making people feel like, oh, OK, you know, I I don't need to censor myself. then that would be something that's so huge to put out in the world. Brother, it would be absolutely fantastic. So you've jumped into this opportunity and you're you're making a few films. So. Talk about some of the the ideas that you've had for what kinds of movies you're going to put out there. Well, the the first one is uh, is ours, which covers uh, your story of fatherhood, of what goes on in courts with fathers, and a very important film, in my opinion, something that's not really covered that often. I haven't seen it in any film. We always get kind of the other side of the equation. So I think this would be a a beautiful film to kind of touch on the importance of fatherhood, which is something I'm hugely passionate about. And then we're, we're really doing films. Like we're doing a series of sci-fi films, some, some dramas. Uh, we're doing some documentaries in there. The first one we're doing is the, is a documentary uh, about censorship. It's called unperson, which is a phrase by George Orwell. Yep. And, um, and, uh, that's, uh, that's pretty much it. We're going to try and do 10 films the first year and, uh, push, 
to do even, well, at least we have 10 films ready to go the first year. They might shoot into next year, but then have a slate of 20 films after that and keep just growing and, and producing as many films as possible. I'm so excited to be working with you on, on, on the one film we're working on about fatherhood and masculinity and the importance of fathers to kids. I think it's a beautiful story. And um, what we're going to do is we're going to connect with some of the big uh, podcasters who create podcasts for men. And we're going to have them interview us about this and get the word out because we're going to have a built-in audience, man. It's going to be great. Like Ryan Mickler, I'm actually I'm going to do an introduction uh, to you and him on Facebook and talk about what we're doing and talk about you, you and your background. Same with Larry Hagner and a whole bunch of other guys who do these fabulous, awesome podcasts. And I think we're going to get the attention of folks even like Jocko Willink and uh, David Goggins and, and, and folks like that because Jocko's actually – I think been a contributor to um, some work around men and masculinity as well. So I think they'd be really, really interested in this type of story, brother. I think this is going to do tremendously well. And I, I believe that the fact that you have the foresight to step into the film world and come up with films that are based on just traditional themes, themes that have not been controversial <laughs> prior to 10 years ago, throughout American history. I think it's a brilliant opportunity and, you know, shame on Hollywood for stepping away from it from a moral point of view, but also shame on Hollywood from a business point of view. They're being idiots. They're, they're just leaving billions on the table, you know? And I think the traditional film industry is going to grow into a four and a half, five, maybe even $6 billion a year business. And it's brilliant that you're stepping into it and, and you're going to do extremely well, Elon. Well, it's just shocking to me, especially in the men's space, how, how much that's come under attack because it's instead of lifting each other up, most of the messages are just accusatory. Most of the messages put it on another person or another group. It's like instead of ownership. Uh, I mean, especially when I watch Netflix shows nowadays, it's crazy how often I hear the term suddenly like mansplaining, patriarchy. Uh, if someone makes any reference to the idea that like there's gender as a is not a social construct, it's like <laughs> the show attacks it. Like it, it's crazy. It's shocking to just see how far down that way it's gone to the point of we can't even celebrate each other anymore, right? We can't even celebrate masculinity and see that uplift women, and we can't celebrate femininity and see that uplift men as well. I mean, and, and women, you know, on both sides. And so it's just such a weird place to be where there are so many people, both men and women, who want to see positive stories, not stories of victimization, not stories of, uh, of attacking another group, but stories that are just empowering. Uh, so hopefully we can come back to that and we can start celebrating each other again. I think it would be really beautiful. Amen, brother. Amen. I think what you're doing is brilliant from a business point of view. I think what you're doing is important because you're giving a lot of other people who have strong convictions the courage to follow their convictions inside of their work. And nothing is more important than to give people the, the belief that they can do that and to show them through example, which is what you've done, inspire them to, to be courageous and to make it happen. God, Elon, I, I just love what you're up to. I, I love who you are. I love that we're friends. I love that we're working on a film project together. And um, 
I love that we do these conversations on podcasts together, man. They're fantastic. This is our third such conversation in uh, a couple of weeks. It's brilliant. I think they're super important, these conversations. I think, uh, again, the more people hear dialogue around these subjects, because it's easy to talk to someone who agrees with you, which we agree with each other. But I hope that people who don't agree with us one day find a podcast like this and actually take the time to listen to it and say, okay, I can actually hear what they're saying and not judge their entire core as a human being by it and understand they're coming from a place of passion. Because when I see anyone else who disagrees with me, I don't hate the person. That's like the biggest lesson out of everything. And I don't judge them as a human being. I just disagree with them. You know what I mean? We have to be able to get back to that, to just listening to each other and maybe changing our opinion when there's evidence to the contrary. Um, Amen. So, Amen, amen. man. So you, you remember the comedian George Carlin? Yeah, of course. So George Carlin was one of my favorite comics, okay? And I definitely did not agree with much of George Carlin's worldview, right? He was a little crazy, <laughs> to say the least. But there was, there was one bit he did where, you know, he was talking about how people are in, in this politically correct world back when he was still alive. It was political correctness. He said, um, there's so many people who, you know, being politically correct and are, and, are, and are getting offended and are going after people and trying to destroy them. And he said, well, that's crazy. He said, he said, you know, uh, one of my friends said, well, don't you get offended by some of the crazy things these people say? You know, the people that these guys in the politically correct side of the aisle wanted to crush and destroy. He said, yeah, I get offended every single day by what people say, including you. He said, but I let it slide because I'm not a crazy totalitarian fascist. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he brought the house down with that line. And today, that's not even funny because that's what's happening, unfortunately. Well, people just now believe that they're not allowed to be offended. And that's the biggest travesty to freedom of speech ever. They believe that the right to uh, not be offended should supersede the right to offend. Uh, you have the right to offend. Too bad. You're an adult. If you don't like what I tell you, move on. So long as I'm not inciting violence against you. And incitement is very clear. They've even tried to change the meaning of what incitement means. It's not subjective. If I tell people to go hurt you, that is incitement. If I say something that offends you or people take the words I said and somehow turn it into something through some great form of manipulation and go do something stupid you know, on their own volition, that is not incitement. And so any language outside of that, you know, the whole thing about this is going to sound crazy, but I'll, I'll defend someone's right to deny the Holocaust. I will defend that. And I, and I say that and as someone Jewish. who- on, And you're Jewish. Not only Jewish. I'm, like I said, my mother's from Iraq. So fundamentalism on that side affected my family very badly. She had to escape. But on my dad's side, my dad's, almost his entire family was wiped out by, by Nazis. But I will not allow any idea to not be faced in the light because I strengthen it by hiding it. In other words, if I am so scared of something that I refuse to even face it off, and challenge it with the truth, then I will only empower that idea. It will go underground and it will grow. And so what, and also beyond that, the ideas that are popular today 
are not always going to be popular in the future. So when, when you think, I always tell people like, oh, like certain language, they, like anyone, anytime anyone says certain language should be restricted, that just comes down to saying, well, okay, when, when slavery was the popular opinion, anyone speaking out by at that time without freedom of speech would have been vilified and put in prison, which people were back then. for And killed. You know, and killed. And so it just shows you that no, the fundamental position, same for women's rights, same for any group's rights, has always been strengthened by people voicing an opinion that was not popular at the time. It was always by vo voicing the minority opinion. And so that is how change comes, positive change. And so if you're scared of speech, all good things that have come historically have come through the minority opinion having the courage to speak up and change the world. So you should never censor speech. Even if it's speech you disagree with, you should challenge it. If it's a bad idea, challenge it in the light. Yeah, amen, brother, amen. I, I so wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying. It, it's, it's so important. So Elon, if um, folks wanna find out how they can get a great watch or bracelet from eGuard, how, how do they go about doing that? Uh, well, our watches and bracelets and all our products are on eGuard, E-G-A-R-D, watches.com that's e-g-a-r-d and uh they'll be able to find us we also have our videos all the videos we've made if you scroll down on the homepage, there's like watch short films by a guard or something like that right on the homepage. I'm not sure how it's worded but it's quite clearly watch our films and you can click there and you can see all those messages we put out as well so it'd be cool if people uh check those out absolutely and, and you know what that's how you know whether you agree with the values of a company just check out what what they're putting out there on their homepage, and and agard's definitely doing that and um it's also listener a great way for you to get a sense of elon's movie making magic so you can see what he's going to create when the movies that he's producing come out in the world so i think that's fantastic man so elon when do you expect the first movie to come out uh, three to six months would be, we hope to have a few coming out at around that timeline and then to go from there and again, have more in production by that point. So if in six months we have all 10 in production and we're releasing two, uh, two or three, that would be great. All right. So we, we're going to have you back when some of these are coming out so we can talk about those particular movies. I think that'd be fantastic. Be great to have your business partner come and join us at that time as well. I know he's super busy right now, but let's uh, help him carve out a bit of time for that. And I'm looking forward to um, having you and I go on a few podcasts about the movie we're doing together. I think that's going to be fantastic, brother. So listener, the great Elon Shrulovitz is telling you about how you can buy his products and how you can consume his content. Go to agardwatches.com. Make sure you do that. Make sure you take advantage of that. So Elon, we like to end off each episode by asking you as our guest expert, what are your three top expert action steps? These are your best three pieces of advice for my listener to take on in his or her life or business to take it to the next level. So what do you say? First thing I'd say is the number one most important trait is consistency. I talk about this a lot. Being a good father, having a good business, whatever that thing is, if you're not putting in the work every day, it's not a single moment. For sustained success in anything, you need absolute consistency. So always be consistent and hold yourself accountable. Maybe that's two things right there. I already jumped to the second one. So I guess <laughs> accountability would be the second part, which 
keeps consistency. I've heard you say this before, and it's something that I've said before, and it's something that I fully agree with. But if you can't keep your word, you're failing yourself. You're not failing the other person because then you don't even trust yourself. You're saying something to someone, you're putting it out there in the world, and you're not even holding yourself to that standard. And everything else in your life will fall if you don't maintain that standard. So be consistent and hold yourself accountable. And the third one, which is what we've been talking about this entire place, is come at things from a place of authenticity and passion and and really put yourself into what you're doing. And don't shy away from that. Don't hide and don't act out of fear, act out of love, act out of passion. And you'll see that a lot of good things will come your way. Uh, The universe will reward you if you do those three things. If you hold yourself accountable, you're consistent in your actions because a a failure of consistency, in my opinion, is on multiple levels, one of the worst things that a a person can do. And then um, the third one is come at things from a place of passion and authenticity. Brother, those are three awesome expert action steps. I love that, man. So listener, the great Elon Srulovitz has given you his top three expert action steps. Go to agardwatches.com. Buy some watches. Buy some bracelets. If you like the cut of this man's jib, as I do, if you believe in what he believes, as I do, support his mission out there. Watch his videos and short films. And then when his bigger movies come out, go watch them. It's important that we have these alternative voices out there, that traditional themes, traditional beliefs in freedom, free expression, standing against censorship, they must be aired out there in the world. It's important for you as an entrepreneur to support people who support the free enterprise system that allows you to continue to operate. Super, super important. That's why I brought Elon over here so that you could see this man's passion. You could bond with his passion, make it your own and support him and what he's doing out there and put your values out there. So the tribe that you're creating, the people that you want to support, that you want to serve, start supporting you. That's why I'm going to be so much more vocal about my support for entrepreneurs and for freedom and free expression and and love and heart leadership. It's so important. Make sure that you do this. And if you're asking yourself, hey, how do I become the Elon of my space? How do I start to like put my voice out there? How do I overcome my fear and move forward from my passion, my dream? So first and foremost, don't let your, your, your fear knock you down. Don't live from your fear. Live from your dream. Live from your passion. Because your fear is going to take away everything good that exists in your life and everything good that you look to create. So make sure you live from your dream and you kick your fear in the nuts. That's number one. Number two, go to my website, ecircleacademy.com. You need to support me because I'm supporting you. You need to make sure that you help me. And here's how you help me. So the first thing that you do is if you love this podcast, you need to share it with at least three people. You need to let everybody else know about this podcast. I don't charge for this podcast. I pay for it out of my own pocket. I don't have any sponsors. I do that on purpose because I want to give you the total unvarnished truth. I want to give you all my love, all my heart everything I got. And what I ask from you in return is if you got value from this, you share this with other people. Give this episode to three people. Write us a review on iTunes, okay? Make it a truthful review. Give us five stars if we earned it. Give us one star if we only earned one star, although I know we earned five stars and not one star, but this is what you need to do. 
Man, support this show by doing this, okay? And then go to eCircleAcademy.com and take advantage of all the free resources we have there. We've got a report on how to create an expert business and take it to seven figures. We've got a masterclass on how to take your expert business to seven figures. And I offer a complimentary call, what I call a success call, where I personally will sit with you, okay, and we will... Look at where you are. Look at where you want to go, and we will create a roadmap to get you there. Now, what I ask for you to do is to set the time in there and fill out an application form. That's just so I can qualify you, make sure that, A, it's a fit, you are the kind of person that we help, but B, also to make sure that you're that serious kind of person who wants to make a difference in the world, who wants their vision, their passion to be successful. Because if I'm going to give you my time for free, I ask that you give me your seriousness. You give me your clarity of of at least purpose, even if you don't know exactly how to get there. That's what I'm asking you. All right, Elon, my brother from another mother, thank you so much, man, for coming on the show. You honor us with your presence on the Thought Leader Revolution, brother. Thank you, Nikki. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Brother, it's a total honor. You know that. It's a total honor. And that wraps up another amazing, exciting episode of the Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's incredible guest, the one and only Elon Srulovitz, go to his website, agardwatches.com. Okay, watch his videos, watch his short films, buy his products, go to our website, thethoughtleaderrevolution.com, go into the show notes, go into the show notes on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. And to take advantage of all the amazing resources I've offered you so that I get to work with you and your mind and inspire you to live from your dreams and your passion and not your fear, not those chattering monkeys in your head. Make sure you go to eCircleAcademy.com and do it today. Don't wait and share this episode with three of your friends if you got value. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. 